those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace. From God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Word of God upon which we base our message on this second Sunday after Pentecost is the first reading, the Old Testament reading. You heard it read before from Exodus 19. I recall just these words. If you carefully obey me and are faithful to the terms of my promise, then out of all the nations you will be my own special possession, even though the whole world is mine. You will be my kingdom of priests and my holy nation. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, has called you to faith in the only way to eternal life, our Lord Jesus Christ, my beloved. One and a half million people, tired out from traveling 200 miles for a period of three months on foot, Who were they? How did they get there? What were they trying to do? And what, after all, does it have to do with us living on June 18, 2017? Well, the answer to the first question is, they were the chosen ones. The answer to the second question is, they were at their present location only by the grace and miracles of God. Thirdly, they were trying to get to the promised land. And the meaning for us today in 2017 is we are the modern-day version. And we have to continue to remind ourselves every day who we are, how we got here, what we're trying to do, and that it's all a matter of God's choices. 4,000 years ago, God decided to finally carry out a plan. His plan would consist of choosing one man to father one race of people that would become one nation that would be located in one choice piece of land and bring forth one Savior of all mankind at a time of God's choosing. And so, 4,000 years ago, God chose one man from all the millions of the people in the earth and gave him a threefold promise. He told him, first of all, that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky, even though the man was 75 years old and didn't have any children. He he told him he would also give him a piece of property about the size of the state of Wisconsin, even though he didn't owe one square inch of real estate. And he also told him that through him, all the nations of the earth would be blessed, even though the man was nothing more than a nomadic herdsman. The man's name, of course, you know, Abraham. 
the father of our faith. The father of our Savior. When Abraham died, God gave that very same threefold promise to his son Isaac. Before Isaac died, God gave that same threefold promise to Isaac's son Jacob. When Jacob got married, he had 12 sons. One of the sons' names was Joseph. The other brothers were so envious of Joseph that they actually sold their brother Joseph into slavery. But God had a plan. After quite a few years, Joseph, down there in Egypt, where he wound up, became second in command only to the king of Egypt. And then a worldwide famine set in. Jacob and his other 11 sons were living up north, and they were starving. Make a long story short, they finally all came down. Joseph took them into Egypt. They had enough food, and that's where they lived. At that time, when Joseph died, his whole family, uh, Jacob and all his 12 sons and some of their kids, they only numbered 70. After Joseph's death, the Egyptians made uh, the Israelites slaves. They worked in the mud pits making bricks for the Egyptian cities. And they would work as slaves for 400 years there in Egypt. But during that time, the first promise of Abraham, to Abraham started to come true. Scripture says, The Israelites were fruitful and multiplied greatly and became exceedingly numerous so that the land was filled with them. And in fact, the more that God's people were oppressed, the more they multiplied. After 400 years, the descendants of Abraham had grown to be 600,000 men, not including women and children. God at that time, after those 400 years, chose another important man. By the name of Moses, God came to Moses and said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And so under the leadership of Moses... God rescued his nation, his chosen ones, from slavery. Under God's powerful and miraculous hand, a million and a half people, can you imagine this? Just walked out from slavery on foot. Walked out. And they took all the gold and the jewelry and the, you might say money in the herds from the Egyptians, herds so vast that they were far as the eye could see, is walked out. And when they left, they got out there and they didn't have a road map. No, they did not have a GPS. And so God led them by night with a ball of fire. And during the day, he led them with a big ball of smoke. And when the army of, of Egyptians started following the Israelites... Oh, all of a sudden, the Red Sea was standing right in front of them. What did God do? You know the story. He divided the Red Sea. The uh, Israelites walked through on dry land. After the Egyptians pursued them, the waters collapsed again, and all the Egyptians died. 
From there, the chosen ones made their way to the foot of Mount Sinai out in the desert. That's where we are in Exodus chapter 19 this morning. That's who those people were. A million and a half chosen ones increased to a great nation from only one man. And now at the foot of that mountain, God reminds them who they are. And as we heard before, he says, If you carefully obey me and are faithful to the terms of my promise, then out of all the nations you will be my own special possession, even though the whole world is mine. You will be my kingdom of priests and my holy nation. You will be my kingdom of priests. That means that God was giving the Israelites the right and the only right of all the people in the world to talk to God directly. And he would be the only people, they would be the only people in all the world to whom God would speak. And they would be a holy nation. They would be separated from all the unbelieving world, something special to God. And at the foot of this mountain, the chosen ones were now waiting for God's direction to lead them to the promised land, which would be the second fulfillment of the promise where in that land the third fulfillment of the promise would come true. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull. There they crucified him. He is not here. He is risen, as he said. One and a half million people gathered at the foot of Mount Sinai. Why? Because God had a plan. Because God is merciful. Because God keeps all of his promises. Because God had a special purpose for them. So now it's time on Father's Day, June 18th, 2017, to ask ourselves the question... Who are you? How did you get here? What are you trying to do? The answer is, you are chosen ones. Who you are and how you got here and what you're supposed to be doing are all a matter of God's choice. Did you ever really think of how many choices you get to make in your lifetime? You get to choose what kind of car you're going to drive according, you know, to the, your income. I mean, you're going to drive a Mercedes, you're going to drive a Lexus, you're going to drive a VW, you're going to drive a Junker. You get to choose. You get to uh, choose the color of your car. You know, red, yellow, blue, whatever. You get to choose where you want to go to school. You get to choose where you want to live. You get to choose what you want to eat. You get to choose the friends that you associate with. Oh, and my goodness, if you ever get a, uh, two job offers at the same time, you get to choose which one you're going to take. You get to choose how to spend your money. It's all up to you. But when it comes to the big things, the most important things, you had absolutely no choice in the matter. You didn't choose when you were going to be born. You didn't choose when you were going to be conceived. 
You didn't choose where you were going to be born. You didn't choose into which family you were going to be born. You didn't choose the color of your eyes or the color of your hair. You didn't choose the special gifts and abilities that God gave to you only. You can't choose when it's going to rain. You can't choose in which direction the wind is going to blow. But the biggest and most important thing that you couldn't choose was to believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. God made all of those choices for you. And here's how it happened. St. Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 1. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves, namely Jesus Christ. God chose to bring you into existence and to call you as a child of God. Why? The only answer Scripture gives us is in accordance with his good pleasure or just according to his grace because God wanted it that way. It was the very same thing with those million and a half people out there in the desert, foot of the mountain, In fact, God had to remind them through Moses. He said, The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your forefathers that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery. God chose to put you right here at this time Right now. Did you ever think of all the poor people wandering around in the world who think that life really has no purpose? You're born, and then you suffer all the ups and downs, and you struggle through life, and maybe you leave a little intellectual or financial legacy behind, and then you die. For chosen ones... God has a purpose. It's amazing how St. Paul tells, uh, St. Peter tells us what uh, our purpose is in the New Testament. He says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. In other words, you are the New Testament version of those million and a half people standing at the foot of the mountain. And your purpose is not to bring forth a Savior, but to praise the Savior who already came and to spread his name so that others can be gathered into the chosen nation too and walk along with us on our journey to heaven. It's amazing how St. Paul in the second reading for today, he says, what came to us choosing God, uh, St. Paul says, we were helpless. In the gospel for today, we hear of Jesus sending out his 12 disciples on a missionary journey. He gave them special abilities to heal the sick, 
raise the dead, preach the good news. But he also said, you received everything without paying. Give these things away without charging. Or freely you have received, freely give. God has given you a very special set of abilities that he gave nobody else. And he wants your life, no matter what your age, to be a continuing exploration to see what abilities God has given to you by which you can serve him and tell others about him. God chose to give everything that you are and everything that you have to you for free. Body, soul, eyes, ears, my, all my members, my reason, and all my faculties. He gave you a Savior, and he gave you your faith to believe in him, and now he wants you to give that faith away for free. You know what it's like? It's sort of like God sneaking into your house one night and covering every square inch from, from uh, basement to attic with bushel barrels full of $10,000 bills. And he says to you, you know, you can keep one of the bushel barrels for yourself. But what I want you to do is I want you to take all the rest, one at a time, ring doorbells, every, and every time a door opens, grab a whole bunch of bills from the, from the basket and just give them away until all the baskets are gone. The purpose for which God chose you is to spread the wealth of his kingdom of Jesus Christ as fast as you can so that others can know of the riches of forgiveness and eternal life. So, here we are, June 18th, uh, June 18th, 2017. Just like the children of Israel, we are chosen ones. Here at this moment, only by the grace of God. Each day, moving just a little closer to heaven and trying to convince those around us to join us on our journey. God grant all of us continual successes day by day in that purpose-filled life chosen for us by our gracious God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven 
and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time together, our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. Thank you. 